Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, we'll start with the housekeeping stuff. Um, as mentioned, tonight's only going to be one blot. Tomorrow morning at 7.10, we'll learn Mem Hay Amid Aleph, which is effectively a full blot on its own. Yeah. On Shabbos, we'll learn whatever's left over on Mem Hay Amid Bez and Mem Vav, and then we'll be all caught up. Um, and the Shabbos shear is earlier than usual. Normally, it would have been around 7, but now it's going to be 5.45 because there's a shear by, what's his first name? Something, Shlomo? Was it translator or he speaks English? Yeah, yeah. He speaks English? No. Oh, right, right, right. right. Naftali Weinberg, maybe? Something like that. Either way, um, let's get started. We are still going to be speaking more about Avadim, another uh, technical Gemara that we need to get through. And the Gemara starts on the top of Mem Dalet Avadalaf on the second line. Tanu Rabbanan, there's a Tosefta. Here in this Masechta, if somebody collects their chov by taking your evet, or if your evet was taken by sikrikon, which is effectively a mafia type of uh, thing, I uh, in the Rishonim on this word, it's a very unique word. Rashi says 12 lines down, Rashi says, at a time when the Jewish people were killed at will. It's either you or your karka. So it's, again, a mafia type of model. In either of these cases, the halacha is, See, normally we have a rabbinic injunction that if you free your, if you, um, if you do something wrong in regards to your slave, that you need to, to free them. If you sell them to a goy, for example, you need to free them. Here you didn't sell it to a goy. It was taken by a goy, and it's a little bit different. Says the Gemara, is that true? Is that true that when it comes to chov that you are not yatza lecherus? I'll show you a case where there was chov was collected with an eved, and in fact the transaction really did take place. Uvechovolo, three lines down. Remini, we have a brisa that disagrees with this. The brisa from Chulin says, If a government official uh, forcibly takes your grain, im bechovo. If it's like the IRS, it's like taking a piece of your property. If it's to balance out something that you owe, so you owe the government back taxes of $10,000. So they take your car, which is worth $10,000. So then halacha is chayav la'aser. You're effectively like a mocher. And, and we we say that you need to give meiser on that product, on that on whatever you're, on whatever they're taking from the goren. So that shows us that really, chovo, that, that is a real thing. Even though in the previous case it was forced, we said, Lo Here in the case of the Goran, if it's Bechovo, Chayav La'aser, and that's a Sira. Ve'im ve'anpiros, if they're just taking it by force for no good reason, Rashi says, Hefsed, they're just taking it to create a loss for you. So then, Pater Mila'aser. So this, how do we answer this question between the two Brises? The Gemara says, Shani Hasam, the Kamishtar Shileh. There, in, in regards to the case of the Goren, where the government comes in and takes uh, whatever uh, your grains that you have that you owe, in that case, you actually are evening out a chov. There's actually somewhat of a benefit for you. But in our case, you didn't want the whole scenario to happen, and you didn't owe them any, anything. So there, the Gemara says that the cases are not the same. And therefore, in the first case of Giva'o Bechovo, or Lakhu Sikrikon, in those cases, if the evidence is taken away, we don't have the rabbinic injunction of the Baal needing to free that Evet. Says the Gemara seven lines down, Tashma, Da'amarab, Rab says, Hamocher Avdo Lefarhang Ove Kochavim. If you sell um, your Evet to a Farhang who's like a, like an executioner kind of a guy, it's not a good guy, who's an Ove Kochavim, 
So then the Gemara says, Yatsa Lecherus. So there you're Yatsa Lecherus. And Hasam, why is it that you're Yatsa Lecherus? Because Havale Lefais, Philo Pies. He's Yatsa Lecherus, meaning we hold you accountable. And the reason we hold you accountable is because you should have pushed harder. You should have tried to convince this person, and you didn't. And let's analyze this line a little more, though this does seem like a very, very similar repeat, Gufa. The Gemara says, It's the same exact line. The Gemara says, What was he supposed to do? Why are you saying it's Yatsa Lecherus? Why are you saying that the Eved, who was taken, he, he was taken by this executioner. Why in that case do we say that he's Yatsa Lecherus? Why do we force the Baal to free him? After all, the Baal didn't choose this scenario. And the Gemara says, because he didn't try hard enough and he should have tried harder to free him. Okay. What if, let's uh, just re repeat our sugi again. We're trying to figure out the scope of uh, when a Baal has to free his Eved by force, by halachic force, he has to free his Eved in the scenario that he gives away or sells his Eved to a going. What if it's only for short term? Says the Gemara, 12 lines down, If a person uh, only sold his Eved for 30 days, he, he sold him for a month, and in a month he anticipates getting him back. So then the Gemara says... So then, Tashma, let's see if we can bring a raya from our case. We see over there that in a case where he gives the Eved to a Farhang, to this executioner who's a non-Jew, and the Rishonim here point out that we're talking about only for a short period of time, so there we see that in both cases, it's Yatzel Lecherus, said that even if you sell for a short amount of time, it seems to be that the din is that you're still Yatzel Lecherus, meaning the Baal is forced by Halacha to free him because you should have done more work to try and save that person. So it says the Gemara, that's not a good riot because the case in that Brisa was not a short term, um, a short term sale to the executioner who's a going, but rather it was a long term sale, so no riot. Then the Gemara asks a litany of questions. Again, all trying to figure out the scope and parameters of when we say that the Baal is forced by Halacha to free his Eved. And the Gemara says a quarter of the way down, What if he was sold not for his actual Avdas? And the Rishonim here point out, let's say that he was sold um, in order to have babies with uh, someone else's Shivcha. But his actual slave status remains with the initial person. So that was with a guy. So what do you do there? What if it's chutz min What if he is sold to a guy, but part of the deal is that he still gets to keep mitzvos? Or chutz mishabosos Or if I sell him to a guy, but I I make a condition that he's, he's he has a vacation days on Shabbos for Yom Tov. That was what just happened in Supreme Court this week. There was a big deal that uh, by the non-Jews that uh, this mailman. Had a whole lawsuit. It ended up in Supreme Court that he wanted to have a day off on Sunday and they penalized him. He ended up leaving his job, but that was his holy day. So Supreme Court sided with him, which is great for religious rights in general. That's <laughs> very good yeah. for us to have these kinds of precedent. So the Agoda just sent out an email explaining all of it, which is the only reason I knew what was going on because I'm not holding cup, but uh, it was a good thing. So here, let's say they, they had this idea in the Gemara already, a third of the way down. Let's say that I sell my Eva to a Goy, but it's Bitnai that he's allowed to keep Shabbos and Yontiv. Or Ger Toshav Yisrael Mumar Mahu. Or if you sell it not to a regular Goy, but to a Ger Toshav. And typically we assume that a Ger Toshav is someone, as Rashi points out, a third of two thirds of the way down, a little bit more than halfway down, is uh, Ger Toshav Shakibelalov Shalo Lavod Avodas Kochavin Vaochel Nuvelos. What an odd Rashi. What's Ochel Nevelos? Shekibel Alav, 
שלא לעבוד, לעבוד. Oh, ואוכל נבלוס is not part of the שלו category. So this Ger Toshev is a Goy. Mm-hmm. When, in the shir that I listened to in preparing, it said that they keep the Sheva Mitzvah Noah. That's not this, that's not this Rashi. What's all hundred? I know, but I'm just saying it's not Rashi. I, Rashi why, why, I mean, I believe Rashi's just told us that's how the Toshev is always described. And I don't know why it's not. They agree to Why does Rashi say the Ochel Nevelos? No he's not Jewish. Who cares? Well, it was not to do with anything. Yeah. Just uh, we it's, just say he's a Ben Noah. Just say he's keeping the Noahide laws. Right. They they are permitted to stay. Ger Hoshav. He's a stranger. But he's, he's, a, but he's a settler. Yeah. And yes, but he agrees to abide by our rules. What are our rules? Okay. Well, you're a good. You don't have to eat kosher. No, I understand. Just a quick. This, this, this Rashi. Yeah. Shavu Mispenel is a better description. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. I hear what you're saying, and the, yeah. these facts in Rashi may well be true, yes. but it's not broad enough. Like it should have been. Uh, and when I say it's not broad enough, I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> One of the yeah. It's odd. And one of the things he's so Ra- Rabbi Resnick said that this was talking about the Sheva Mitzvah. Yeah. Okay, oh, requires that is- requires more research. Requires more research. That, that description. Yeah. Just to understand Rashi's intent, but yeah. uh, I, I think it's a quote of Mazal. It is. Well, it says on the side here that it's from Ayin Lekamon Memhei Amaralif. We'll talk tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning, bright and early. Okay, where are we? Okay, so the Gemara says that what about all of these cases? Um, what if you give it over to Yisrael Mumar? This just came up in a conversation today. A conservative woman said, well, somebody told me I needed to use you because you're orthodox. Well, I mean, according to me, I would even use a conservative mall. So I have become a Kanoi in my relatively older age, and I explained to her why that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I said, if someone is not keeping the covenant of Sabbath, of keeping the covenant of the Torah, they can't be a practitioner of circumcision. It's a contradiction in terms. You can't have it both ways. It's not about orthodox and conservative. It's about observance. And I hope that I'll still get the bris. But that's what uh, that was the conversation. Lakusi mahu. What about someone who's a kusi? We know that this was where they gere arios, where they because of lions that they convert for wrong reasons, they convert for right reasons. Um, and then says the Gemara, all of these are great questions, fine questions. And pashit mihachada. Here's at least one answer. We're not messing around. You can't sell an eved to a ger toshav, whatever he is. Let's assume he's uh, keeping the shavu mitzvos benenoach. I told you this this story already. No. One of the Chabad rabbis here has a Chabrusa with a guy to teach them the Sheva Mitzvah because the Lubavitcher Rebbe held that there was a Mitzvah of Kiruv by anyone who has a Chiv Mitzvah, which is everybody. We have 613, they have seven. So he's their rabbi. And he was at the circumcision that I did where I made zero brachos, no talis, no kap, and I didn't give any credence whatsoever. They're Gomamish Goyim. But they have a rabbi, they have a Chabrusa every Thursday night. I've never heard of such a thing, and it's crazy. 
Kusi v. Yisrael Mumar, what about those two? If you have a Kusi, again, we're not sure about their status. And Yisrael Mumar, someone who's not so from. So Amri Lokel Avod Kachavim. Some say that they're treated like a Goy. And we sometimes have this, you know, Mumar Kaovet Mumar Dino Kaovet Kachavim. We have this in Halacha. The Amri Loki Yisrael, some say that this would be counted as a Yisrael. The Mainaf Kamina in this case, about. That's our whole case. Can you give over an Eved? Can you sell an Eved to one of these people? If you hold that they're an Ovid Kochavim, you cannot. And if you hold that a Kusi and Yisrael Mumar are a Jew, then you're allowed to sell an Eved. So Mumar in general is someone who isn't um, Shemeshavah's kashir. Broader. Someone who's a Mumar. Uh, Mumar Ledover Echad. Mumar is someone who says, I'm, I'm from, but, I, but I, I wear Shadnas. I'm from, but I eat treif. I'm from, but I'm from, but that's why they're a mumar. They're mumar the davar echad. So there's two categories. There's multiple categories of mumar. The lowest level is a mumar the davar echad. I'm orthodox, but I don't believe in this law. No, you're a mumar. You're not orthodox, right? You can't. You can't. You don't get to cut a pasuk out of chumash. That's not how things work. So that's a mumar the davar echad. And there's a broader area, which is mumar the cholat kula. But we're pretty makbed on these things. I think by brismil, if you're a mumar for anything, you're done. You can't be a mum. All right, two dots. Two dots? Yeah, two dots. Bo minemi rav ami. Evet shehipil atzmo legaisos, if an evet fell into the hands of a marauding army, ve'ein rabo yachol lehotzio, and there's no way for the master to get the talent, to get the evet out. Lo bedine Yisrael, not in a Jewish court, lo bedine ovedei kochavim, and not in a secular court. Ma'u sheyitol es damav. Is he allowed to collect funds if these are these are nice marauding soldiers? They're like, we stole your guy. By the way, here's a check. So the Gemara wants to know, are you allowed to accept that check? Are you allowed to accept the money? Please go look into your svarim. Go look into your books. Go look into the Mishnayas. Now remember what we're talking about. These are Amorayim. The only literature that they had was what Rebbe had just put together, which is the Mishnah, the Mishnayas. So Nafak, he went out. Duck Ashkach, he searched and he found. The Tanya, there's a brysa. If I sell my house to an Ovei Kochavim, I'm not allowed to benefit from the funds. And if there's an Ebed who, who takes my house without permission, and I'm not able to con- to get the house back in any legal way, not from a Yiddish accord and not from a, a court of Ovdei Kochavim. So, so in those cases, you are allowed to. So when you do it on your own, Okay, you're not allowed to benefit. But when you when your hand is forced, so then you are allowed to benefit. You can even bring this up in a secular court because you're saving your own money from the hands of a guy, no problem at all. So therefore, the Gemara thinks that it has an answer. Our case was the case of an Eved who fell into the marauding army, and there they offered to pay. Am I allowed to say yes or no? Well, we can see from this case that you're allowed to say yes, because in the case of uh, in this brisa where it says Ove kochavim sha'anas beso shal Yisrael, the din is that he's allowed to muterli tolas dama. Says the Gemara, not necessarily two thirds of the way down, almost at least. The dilmahani mili bias. Maybe the halachos are different by a house. The kevin dolosagi labelo bias because it's not nobody would live without a house. You need somewhere to live. People don't live on the streets unless they don't have a choice. But if you're you're not going to get rid of your house for no good reason, so then lo asi lizvuni, you're not going to come to sell it about avda. But a slave is not a it's not a staple of life. The sagi labelo avda. People can live without that. So asi lizvuni, they were more concerned about selling it. Olo. So which one is it? How do we view this din. Do we say that you are yitol as dumb of you're allowed to take money when you uh, when your eved gets stolen from you and then they offered to pay? Yes or no? So shalach lehu rabbi ami, the following strong line of conviction in psakalacha. Mini from me, ami bar nasan, Torah, I'm teaching you a din. Yotza l'chol Yisrael, this is fitting to be told to all Jews. 
Evet, she peel out smaller geysels. Vain rabble yachol the hot seal, lobadine israel, lobadine of the kochavim. If you have a case where an Evet gets captured by marauding soldiers, the Allah is mutter little as damav, you are absolutely allowed to take funds, no problem at all. The Hosev Malabar Koshal of the kochavim, and you can have it all well documented in the courts of non Jews, Mibneshu Kamats and Liadam. Period, gavel drop, no questions asked. This is very simple. If your Evet is taken from you, then you, and then they say, listen, yeah, we're mafia. We stole your Evet, but we're not jerks about it. We're going to write you a check. So the halacha is that you're allowed to accept the money. No problem. We are now two-thirds, three-fourths of the way down. Amr of Yeshua ben Levi. If a man sells his Evet to a non-Jew, Wow. The knas is a hundredfold. So if your Eved is a hundred dollars, so what's that? That's ten thousand dollars, right? Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so the Gemara says Dafka Dafka Lab Dafka. Like, is this a number specific? Is this really a, a ratio of a hundred? So Tashma, let's see. And the Gemara is going to show that there's an example of another throw out there, uh, you know, exaggerative numbers. Says the Gemara Tashma Damarish Lakish Amochar Kochavim. Unrelated to this sugya at all, but Rashi highlights a gemar from Avodazar. They were not allowed to sell behem agas to Avodos Kochavim because of how they may use it. Uh, so the din is konsen so adasara bedamam. It's ten times. So the gemara seems to imply that maybe the numbers are random. Says we never know. Maybe there really is a difference between them. The dilma shiny evid. Maybe by evid there really is a difference, and there really is a tenfold difference between that and the behema because the kol yoma v'yoma mifkalemi mitzvos. We don't mess around when it comes to mitzvos. You gotta you gotta perform, and in fact we have dinim. The din is that you're kolhon beisa. You have to give up everything to avoid an isur doraisa. And by mitzvos asay, kolim avaz beis aliyavaz v'yosem richomesh. Some of the rishonim point out that it applies over there in that case. Hamavaz beis aliyavaz v'yosem richomesh. We have to give a lot. Either way, perhaps we should say that he should spend the ten thousand dollars on the one hundred dollar evet because he's got that that guy. He needs to be keeping halacha. You just sold him to a guy. It's completely inappropriate. You're not allowed to do that. Gets into the intersecting halachos of when you cause other people to do averas because of a scenario in which you put them. So what if you give someone a job and the environment is an environment that is nearly impossible to be matzliach? So then is, isn't it this case? You should be matzah. You should save the guy. Okay. So the Gemara says as follows. Some say that this sugya was learned a little differently. Amar of Yeshua ben Levi. A little bit different. In the first version of this, we saw that it was a hundredfold. Here, what do we see in the second version of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi? It's also a different name. Before it was Rish Lakish. And maybe it's only tenfold. Is that Dafka or Lav Dafka? Which one is it? So it says the Gemara, Toshma, let's see. Here we see the reverse in numbers. Ten by the Evid and a hundred by the Behema. Completely reversed from Ravashi. So there the Gemara says, six lines from the bottom, shiny Evid, it's different with an Evid because the Evid is... You, you should pay for him to be free, but he's never going to become your Evid again, right? Because he's freed already. That's the din that happened. When you sell him to a guy, you have to free him. So you have to free him, but you have to pay to free him and you have to pay only tenfold. Why not a hundredfold? Because you're, he's never going to work for you again. So you're invested in his freedom um, and you only have to pay up to 10. Why is it that by a behema that you're going to pay much more because when you get that Evid, when you get that behema back from the guy, you're going to keep it. So it says the Gemara, why don't we just make a distinction between an Evid and a behema that's much smaller? Maybe we should say by the behema that it's 11 fold and by the Evid, it's only 10 fold. Says the Gemara, uh, 
I should say a little sharper. The Gemara is bothered by the fact that it's a 10 to one ratio, that it's a hundred to 10 what, what, with the numbers. If you want to show that there's something more unique about a behema and that you're getting the behema back and you're not getting the evit back, make the distinction smaller. What's with the hundred to 10? The Gemara agrees with this and four lines from the bottom on the first of the long lines, the Gemara says, the case of an evid being captured is very uncommon. There really is no in such a case for the for the finances. So the numbers are are as they are. Let's say that I I don't want to use myself because the, the person will pass away in about four seconds. But let's say that Ruvain sold um sold an evid to a guy, which he should not have done. Umes, and then he died. So what's the din? Had he not died, he would have been obligated to spend money to free the Evet. That's his obligation. Does that obligation pass on to his Yorshim? Let's say, uh, you know, Ruvain's children, child is Shimon. So does Shimon have to pay for Ruvain's mistake? The Gemara says, In regards to the sugya of Bechor, of an animal... Uh, that is a firstborn, that serem, ozen, bechor, bemeis, that if I injured or damaged the ear of a bechor and then died, kansu benoacharav, there the child of that person has a knas, and he has to, to take care of the bechor issues, whatever that may be. But there, that may be different because mishum de isura de oraisahi. There, by the case of the bechor, for you to cause damage, for you to create a movement that animals in isura de oraisa. So perhaps over there, when we say that the burden does travel from Ruvain, the father, to Shimon, his son, that's because it's a din de oraisa. Aval hacha, perhaps in our case, it's only isuri de rabbanon, and therefore we don't have anything to be worried about. And if the father were to have sold the evet to a guy, there's no burden of responsibility on him. And on the top of Mem Dalad Amid Beis, we'll be going to the very top, about five lines uh, into Mem Hey Amid Aleph, and then we'll pause right before the wide lines. Let's give another case scenario. Let's say we know that there is Malacha during Chol HaMoed. We don't behave that way, but there really is Malacha during Chol HaMoed. And according to some Rishonim, uh, that's a Din Dora. I think it's in the Gemara, actually. It's, I think it's in Machlokas in the Gemara. Can't remember which one right now. Sorry. It's in Moikatan. I know which Gemara it's in. I just don't know if, what, what level of the Machlokas is. But anyways, according to many, there is a, a, a status of an Isser Darais of Malacha during Chol HaMoid is still Moid status. So let's say that this guy was Kivein Malach Dobamoid. I set up a scenario where I could have done better preparing, but I didn't. I said, I'm going to start the cooking process right before Yontif starts on a Tuesday. And I'm going to finish the cooking on Chalamoid. So that's Ki Vein Malachto B'moid. Now his intent was to do something wrong, but then Umes, before he could do something wrong and violate the Halachos of Chalamoid, he died. So there we have a din of lo kansu b'no achara, but there that case is also not a raya. Why is that case not, not a proof for us at all? Because mishum delo avadi sura. At the end, yes, you're, you plan to do something wrong. It's uh, poorly intended. Uh, and poorly executed because when it, you died, so then it didn't work out. So there, Mishum Delo Avadisur. But Hacha over here, perhaps within the camp of Kivin Malachto Moid Mace, maybe this, this approach would say that here, because you actually did something wrong, which is Ruvain sold the Evet to a guy, my perhaps we should say that it goes to the Yorshim. And then the Gemara, I love this distinction. The Gemara says, Kansu Rabbanon is the Knas on the person who did the sale. And Vahodle say he's now six feet under. Odilma, the knas is not on the person, but it's rather Limamone Kansu Rabbanon, Vahise. Okay, so let's say that Ruvain sells an Eva to a Goy and dies, and the Chachamim say knas. 
or slapping you on the wrist and you have to free him. Is the knas on the person and now the person died, so now we don't have to worry about the children? Or is the knas on the momentous aspects of the of Ruvain? And because Ruvain's uh, Yerusha went to Shimon, so therefore we should be concerned. That's how the Gemara frames this out. And the Gemara responds on Memdal, on base, five lines down, by quoting Abraisa from Masecha Shviz. The Gemara says, Amarle we already have an answer for this. Nitaiva Onadaira, these are two different languages of fertilizing the ground. If a person did that during the, the Shemitah year, Lotizra Lemote Shviz. Then you're not. I skipped a line. Excuse me. Tani tuha. Sada shenis katz If there's a field and you dethorned the field, I don't know if that's a word, but today it is. You remove all the thorns from the field and you do it during shvis uh, during the seventh year, not during the beginning of, uh, not during that. You do it uh, in, at a time before you prepare the field. It says the Gemara. If you do that, tizra lemote shvis, then you're allowed to be like that. You didn't do anything wrong. All you did was remove weeds. Removing weeds is not actually even touching the ground. You're just you're just getting the weeds out. But nataiva nadaira, if you did fertilize the ground, that's really preparing the ground, and therefore lo tizra lemote shvis. And says the Gemara on this brisa, and we have a tradition. Hetiva v'meis. If Ruvain was to fertilize the ground and then he died, bino zora. His son is allowed to plant. What is the inference we see from this Mishnah in Masech Shviz? Alma lididei kansu rabbanon, librei lo kansu rabbanon. And then therefore we carry that answer back over to our sugya and the knas of the chachamim. When a, a man sells his evet to a non-Jew is didei. It is on Ruvain. It's not on his finances. Where do we attach the knas to? Is it to the person? And if he goes to the grave, then these issues die with him, yes or no? The Gemara says the knas is only on him, and therefore it doesn't transfer, transfer over to his kids. About 12 lines down on Mem Dalad Amid Beis, the Gemara says, Amar Abayi, we have a tradition. Let's say that I, I'm tame and I walk over to your chalas that are all tahor, and I make them all tame, and then and then uh, Ruvain dies, the guy who makes it tame dies. Lo kansu rabbanon v'no acharab. Very similar line of reasoning. Why? Because it's about you who did something wrong, not about the mamanist components, and therefore it doesn't transfer down to the next generation. My taima asks the Gemara, when it comes to the case of time taros, why is it that we have this, uh, this case that it doesn't pass down to the kids? The Gemara says, hezek she'enu nikr, lo shmei hezek. This is a very fascinating idea. We're talking about tuma. You just ruined $100 of my bread, and I spent 30 hours making these chalas. But it's hezek, she'enu, uh, it's hezek she'enu nikar. The chalas look the same. They smell the same. It's just that they're tummy now. So it says the Gemara that when it comes to tuma, hezek she'enu nikar lo shmei hezek. That is not called hezek. And the Gemara says, therefore, that if I, if Ruvain were to be metame them and then Ruvain dies, his son Shimon is not obligated to pay back for the taros that he ruined. Anyways, we're only dealing with a knas de Rabbanon, and therefore, libre lo What isn't Nikar? Nikar is not Nikar. Nikar is not Nikar. Nikar is Nikar. Nikar is five senses. What am I supposed to do? You walk in the room, you can't tell if it's tummy. Chaim Kanievsky can tell if it's telling. Me, we can't. Right. So that's not called hezek. Hezek is when is when the shopping cart goes into the car and you see the grill from the shopping cart in your door. That's shmei hezek because right. it's nikar. 
which happened to me, which is what I'm talking about. We're, we're, we're your therapy. I'm venting. I'm done now. But it was still it was still a good example to the question. No. It's just not considered. It's its own sugya. It really is because we we have a dindarabana that he has to pay back still because it's not fair. Right. But medina, it, as it relates to the world of mizikin, it's a losh mehezek. Fascinating. At the two dots, a third of the way down, as you can see, this Gemara is uh, more technical and taking a little longer. Um, and that's why we broke up the, the learning the way we're doing it tonight. So Tana Rabbana, the Gemara says, If I sell my Eved to a person, even to a Jew who lives in Chutz La'aretz, Very interesting. If I sell my Eved to you and you move to Chutz La'aretz, so then, the Eved gets to go free, and he gets to get Shechor from the second person. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, pa'amim yatsa u pa'amim lo yatsa. It depends. Sometimes the Eved goes free, and sometimes the Eved doesn't go free when he gets sold to Chutz Laaretz. And then the Gemara says, Ketzad. What is an example? So Omar, if the transaction that took place, at least in speech, was like this, ploni avdi mechartihu leploni antuchi. I am selling my Eved to you from the city of Antuch, which was in Chutzlaretz. So if you're from the city of Antuch, does that mean you're going to Chutzlaretz? Says the Gemara Lo Yatza. That's not enough because you may still live in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, my father is from Charleston. If I say my father is from Charleston, he doesn't live in Charleston anymore. I mean, he does in a way, but he's still here, the Maisa. So the Gemara says that if he says that this person's from Antuch, we don't assume that he's from there. Doesn't mean he's moving there. That's just where he was born. So the Gemara therefore says, Lo yotza. that's not a grounds for, if I were to sell an Eved to my father, and I would say uh, to my father from Charles, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That's, that doesn't mean he's going to leave Eretz Yisrael. However, Le'antuchi, to this guy from Antuchi, Shebe Antuchia, who actually lives in Antuchia. Oh, it's a whole new ballgame. There, the Gemara says, Yatza. There, the Eved does get freed because now we know he's going back to his hometown. My father from Charleston, who lives in Charleston 100%, he's going to leave Eretz Yisrael and go to Charleston. Then it's Yatza Lecherus. So what are saying your father already making a more um, precise thing so that there wouldn't be any confusion? Well, I mean, the case over here is where I said I'm selling it antuchi. I'm selling it to you from Charleston. Right, and since they're talking the best example in the world. What? His name is Tex. How long since you last lived in Texas? Yeah, it's 30-some-odd years. Best example in the world. That's not bad. <laughs> I didn't put it together. I'm very tired. What was your What's your question? No, but I think the whole point of this is that it's it's so that you can identify who that person is. The, the first phrase. Right. Correct. But it doesn't tell you where he lives. No, no. But what, what I'm saying is if you're saying, you know what, there's Steve Carrish from Charleston who lives in Charleston, or if you specifically say my father, then they know, like everybody knows, you don't necessarily have to say the one who's from Charleston who now lives in Chicago. You're, you're adding another layer of what if people know where he lives. I, I mean, it's a what if question. You're, you may well be right. You may well be right. But here, and I don't know, like, is this going to be in a star? I don't know. I'm not sure. I hear your question, and it may well be that you're right. I, I didn't look into that at all, but I hear you. So the distinction is that if you only say that the guy is from place X in Chutzlars, that's not sufficient to require the rabbo to free up the Eved. But if we say that he's from city X and he lives in city X in Chutzlars, then for sure he's he, he Yosef. Says the Gemara, wait one second, halfway down, mem antuchi yotza. Look at that. It's exactly not what we learned. I sold it to someone in Antuchi 
someone from Antuchi, he's freed, and the Brisa continues. But there's also a community that was in Lud called Antuchi. There, you're not Yotze. So there, what do we see? That in the first part of the second Brisa, it says that... Um, uh, it says that is Yatsa. So that implies that saying where you're from, just from Charleston, that's sufficient to create a need to free the abbot. So what's the answer? Lokashia says the Gemara, it depends. If the guy has a house in Eretz Yisrael, so then we don't assume he's leaving. But if he's only renting, or he's staying in a hostel or whatever the parameters are of this non-ownership, I don't know, the bank's holding my money. Do I uh, do I own my house? I, to a degree I do, but I haven't really paid for the whole thing yet. It's kind of on loan. Whatever the case may be, then we would say that that's the distinction. If, if you have a house in Eretz Yisrael, we'll assume you'll stay. And if you're only renting, we'll assume you'll go back to your to your hometown. Ben Bavel Shenosa Isha Be'Eretz Yisrael. A man from Bavel who marries a woman from Eretz Yisrael. And she brings into the marriage. He wants to move back to Bavel. What a beautiful application of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was talking about a case where I sell my Eved to you who is now moving from Yerushalayim to France. So this guy is from Bavel. So he gets married. His wife brings Shvachim and Avados into the, Shvachos and Avadim into the marriage. And then Daito Lachsor that he's going to go back and live in Babel. So what happens to the Shvachos and the Avadim? Mahu. So says the Gemara, we have to get into the case of Nichse Tzon Barzel. The case of Nichse Tzon Barzel is when a woman brings something into the marriage. Let's say they get married, get married on Aleph Adar. So the din is by Nechse Tzon Barzel, that whatever she brings into the marriage is assessed on that day, market value. Let's say she brings in gold bars, and she brings in gold bars that are uh, that are evaluated on that day to be $10,000. So the din is that whenever there's a divorce, he's obligated to pay her $10,000, the market value of those gold bars, even if 10 years later, it's only worth three in the market. We locked in the prices on Aleph Adar the year they got married. That's Nechzeit's own barzel. Now, well, let's say she says, I'd rather have the bars and not the money. Can she do that? Because in a, in a case where the market was the other way, the husband might, might want the bars, right? Let's say that the bars were evaluated at $10,000 on Aleph Adar. Two years later, they get divorced and the market value of the bars is $40,000, huge jump in the market. He says, here's $10,000, sweetheart. I am the winner here because I have the gold bars. I'm going to go cash them out and I'll make 40 minus your 10. I've netted 30. This is fantastic. So who? What does she have a right to say? The bars, or does she have to only accept the money? This is a machlokas. And the Gemara says that the question that we just asked about this man from Bavel who married a woman who brought Shvachos and Avadim in, this question applies. There are those within the sugya of Nechzeitzon Barzel, that the halacha is like her, that she can get whatever she wants. And the question also applies. There are those that say that whatever is beneficial for the husband is what he'll do for its own Barzel. So whichever one is less expensive is what he'll give her. So says the Gemara, let's analyze. Two-thirds of the way down. This is still a very good question, even according to, to the one who says Adin Ima. And because I might have thought that Kevin de Hadin Ima, 
Perhaps we'd say that because when it comes to Nichsetzon Barzel, we side with her. So perhaps even when they live in Bavel, really the Avadim belong to her. Because the payros, the produce that's generated by the Avadim goes to the husband, therefore Kididei So we we therefore don't know. Is it going to be that uh, the payros are enough to say that it's like him, in which case it's as if I sold to someone in Chutzlaret and I'm obligated to free them or no? Is it like her? And as well, the Gemara says that perhaps that our question applies even according to the side of the Machlokes of Nechzetzon Barzel, who holds that the husband gets to choose what happens. Uh, that the yeah, and says the Gemara, yeah, perhaps we'd we should say that they're like him, and because he's a Ben Bavel, then they need to be free. Because really, he doesn't own the bodies themselves, their nichsets own barzel, they actually belong to the wife, he's just allowed to benefit from them. And after this very sophisticated layered question, the Gemara gives a very simple answer of Teku, we just don't know. Three-fourths of the way down to the two dots. We're getting there. Amar Rabbi Abo. Shanali Rabbi Yochanan. He says, Rabbi Yochanan taught me. These are the moments when you can see generations. Rabbi Abo was, was uh, right after Rabbi Yochanan. Good to remember for the future. The Gemara says, If an Eved follows his Rav into Surya, and we have a Machlokas even in regards to Gitna by Surya, but here we're treating Surya like Chutz Laaretz. Umachro Sham Rabo, and his Ra, Ra, his Rebbe sells him once he's there. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to sell him to anybody who's, who's living in Chutzaret. Says the Gemara, wait one second. You're saying that if we have a Brisa that says in the name of Rabchia, that if he follows his boss, he loses his rights to go free. He chose to go with him. That's his problem. If he was forced and he wouldn't have had a choice in Yatsa Lacheres, but he chose to follow. Says the Gemara, the difference between these two approaches, these two Brisas, they're not Brisas, they're Memras. That would be just the difference of what the intention of the Rab is. If the intention of the Rab is to be Choser back to Eretz Yisrael, so then he's not free. But if it's to stay out, then he is free. Says the Gemara of Tanya, we have this idea. This is Rashi says, Benichusa, Yotze Ha'eved Acha Rabo Lesuria. What do you mean, Yotze? That he's forced to go? Lo Sagi de Lo Nafik? Doesn't he have control to, of himself to not go? So that's why the Gemara says it wasn't, the language is not Yotze, Elo Yotza. It's not that he will be taken, it's that he chose to go. And that's the distinction to be made. Yotze Acha Rabo Rabo Sham. That's a machlokas. It's not a machlokas, but there's a bifurcation. Das Rabo or Kofenoso. Das Rabo and Kofenoso. And the Gemara says, Amar of Anan, Shamis Mine de Marshmuel Tarte. He says, I learned two things from Shmuel. The Gemara says, One is this din that we were just discussing about the Ebed being brought into Chutzaretz. The Idach, and the second din that I learned is the Itmar. We have a statement in the Amorim that speaks about Yovel. We don't usually talk about the year of Yovel itself. Says the Gemara as follows. Says the Gemara de Itmar, Hamocher Sadeu Bishnas HaYovel Atzma. Normally, we know that in a Yovel year, all, all uh, farms, all lands go back to stay. They all go back to their original owners. So the Gemara says, what if I make a sale during the 50th year? Is that even mechanically possible in halachic terms? So the Gemara says that this is subject to a discussion. It's the Gemara says, Rav Amar There is a sale, but then the sale immediately reverses. And then Shmuel says, Shmuel Amar, There's a zero, non-starter, non-starter. 
We were discussing this yesterday. We had some cases where the Kiddushin was Chal and some cases where the Kiddushin was not Chal. So Bechada says the Gemara that Rav Anon uh, is continuing his comment. Bechada in one case says the Gemara, Hadre Zvini, the money returns. Uvechada lo Hadre Zvini, and in another case, the money doesn't go back to its original owner. Velo Yodana Haimina, Rav Anon says, I don't know which one's which. And Amar Rav Yosef, Nechse Anon, I can answer your question. Says the Gemara, Midetani Bebraisa. We have a Braisa. What does the Braisa say? Two lines from the bottom on Memdal and Mebez. If I sell my Eved to someone who lives in Chutzlars, my Eved goes free. And who does the Shechror, the second owner, Shmamina, Kanye Rabo, Sheni, Velo Hadre It seems to be that the transaction was valid. Because if the transaction wasn't valid, then why is Rabo Shani writing the Get Shechor? It should have been me, Rabo Rishon. So therefore, it must be that the transaction was real. And Vichi Omar Shmuel Hasam Eina Mechura, when Shmuel said in regards to the case of Yovel, that a transaction that's made during the year of Yovel is a non-starter. So that's who Ma'os Chosrin. In that case, the money returns. And says the Gemara Virav Anon, turning to the top of Memheim and Beis, why is it that Rav Anon, Rashi says, Rav Anon, Delo Yada Nahu, Amar Bebraisa Deleel, Lo Hava Shmiele, Delif Shotmini. He never heard of the Brisa. Says the Gemara top line, Rav Anon, Brisa Lo Shmiele. It's amazing to think that we know more Brisas than some of the Amorayim because it was chaos. I mean, we they, there was there was barely Mishnayas at that time. It must have been extremely difficult to learn a sugya properly because it was all reliant on what you knew by heart. And if you didn't know, there were no svarim. And if you couldn't go knock on the Rav's door, to add, you're done. You're, you're, you're done. You're, you're stuck. It was a very hard time to learn for many people. And again, they, they knew a lot of stuff by heart, which we don't. But okay. So Rav Anand didn't, didn't know the answer. So says the Gemara, what about learning from Shmuel? Why didn't Rav Anand learn from Shmuel? How do we know that when Shmuel said in the case of Yovah, that the transaction of selling the field during the Yovel year just doesn't work. How do we know Umaus Chosrin? There's no reason that Rav Anan should have thought that. Dilma, perhaps we should have thought that Eina Mechura, that you're right, that the sale doesn't work, but Umaus Matana Ninhu, but the money remains a Matana because you should have known better. Just like when, I, when a guy goes over to his sister and proposes. What is he saying? If a guy goes over to his full sister, even his half sister, and says, "That's not a chuppah. That's not that's not kiddushin. That's a zero. That's like trying to propose to an inanimate object halachically. It does not work. It's a zero non-starter. So what happens over there with the money? So there, Rav Amar Maus Chosrin. What does Shmuel say? Shmuel Amar No Maus Matana. There's no way he intended to ever get that money back. So if a guy walks over to his sister and gives her a hundred dollars and says, the Allah is that she keeps the money because he should have been, he should have known better. That's why Rav Anan couldn't infer anything from Shmuel. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up with Omar Le'abaye tomorrow at 710. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. Is there any talk about